Hey friends, Matthew Moore, producer for Undisciplined here. Our host, Dr. Cree Banton, was interviewed alongside Alan Benson, the Director of Student Life at Northwest Arkansas Community College on the latest edition of Ozarks at Large, our news magazine show that runs at noon and 7 on KUAF. As we're coming up on the live taping, I wanted to play this interview with Rachel Sanchez-Smith, a reporter for KUAF, about what you can look forward to with Saturday's event. I'm curious as to what you're most looking forward to people experiencing from the event. Well, me personally, I kind of started off looking around what was going on already. And luckily enough, Crystal Bridges had their Dirty South exhibit going on. Music was one of our first sort of instincts. And we reached out to them and we decided I'm a big music fan. So for me, the most uh, interesting thing is uh, we have the Akeem Kemp band coming. But really, as a community, probably the most interesting thing is we have Dr. Stanton talk. Because as we started expanding this on a, as I started to talk to the community members, I started to sort of realize that there are still issues here in Northwest Arkansas that I myself were, was sort of, you know, not, not quite as aware of as before, where I was sort of excited about doing an event. I didn't realize there were other issues we could be touching on with this with this event. I think that leads in perfectly, Dr. Banton. Can you give us like a taste of what audiences will hear at the live recording of the Indiscipline podcast and who the who the featured guests are? Thank you so much. Um, I am really looking forward to this event as a continuation of the celebration of African-American long struggle for freedom and have it um, take place in Northwest Arkansas and especially at NWAC, where we have that an African-American population who, you know, is a part of that institution. As you can see, the, we have a lineup of events for that day. That includes a lecture by Michael Pierce on Nelson Hackett, who was a runaway enslaved person, a fugitive from Fayetteville, who got all the way to Canada and was the only person to have been, you know, extradited back to the United States. So that's a fascinating way to think about African-American freedom and why Juneteenth is important. And then for my particular podcast that will be taped um, for, you know, our Undisciplined podcast, we will be talking to people who are extending the struggle um, for or the fight for freedom still uh, in Northwest Arkansas. So we will be talking to the Arkansas Justice Reform Initiative, and we will be talking to St. James Food Pantry, um, Monique Jones. So Beth and Sarah from the Arkansas Justice Reform Initiative and um, Monique Jones. And they will be looking at the efforts to tackle mass incarceration in Northwest Arkansas, which is a significant issue here. There's an ongoing project currently to expand the jail system to increase the amount of beds in Washington County. Given what we experienced during COVID, the kind of receding of people being put in prison and put in jail, this is uh, especially an important issue, not just for African-Americans who are four times more um, incarcerated in Northwest Arkansas uh, than any other group, um, but for other communities such as the Marshallese, such as 
uh, you know, uh, Latin Americans and other groups who are also here to also think about. And so in that way, Juneteenth and the continuing struggle for African-American freedom, um, that part is very important. And then we have Monique Jones uh, from the food pantry, which, you know, in this justice work, you know, incarceration is not just um, the only issue. You know, food security is a significant issue, and especially in this region of such affluence and wealth, it is an especially important issue um, that I think gets cast aside. What ideas were running through your head? There's so much when you could, there's so much to talk about as far as the Juneteenth, the the history, Mm -hmm. how it's impact today. I mean, Mm -hmm. how did you nail down these these few topics or what kind of was going through the department's um, mind when these two particular topics were were picked? Well, you know, it's always um, it's it, it was it was a difficult choice. Uh, originally, it was a larger panel, and you know, there are a number of. Uh, other Juneteenth events going on. And so um, I did not want to spread the community so thin. You know, there are other groups who are fighting for uh, justice in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, We have the um, Hands Up, um, Don't Shoot, um, Jared Carter. Uh, We have... uh, uh, secondhand smoke, who is also fighting insecurity, who we've also had in, on the podcast before, right? Um, we have uh, other groups like the Northwest Arkansas African American Heritage, who are preserving African American heritage in Arkansas, even though it may not appear on the surface. But we know issues of gentrification and all of that. That's kind of creating that erasure. So Northwest Arkansas African American Heritage is important in that regard, and those groups are active and doing other things. But um, this is a serious issue because, you know, voting is coming up. (laughs) This year, November. Voting is coming up. And so there is a need to really enlighten and educate uh, the community on all of the issues that affect the community, right, that affect the health of the community, and if we are thinking about how we would like Northwest Arkansas to be, we have to consider everyone, right? We cannot just be concerned with the imaginary of the rich and the affluent and the educated, right, and the well-to-do. We also have to very much be concerned with people who are less than and who are— We, I mean, we had people die in the winter in the park— from being cold in Northwest Arkansas. And so I, you know, it was under those conditions that I thought, you know, Monique Jones, who is a candidate, and um, Sarah and Beth, who are actively trying to educate and to get this narrative out there. Why has it taken so long for Juneteenth? That's the million-dollar question. Why has it taken this long for Juneteenth to be recognized outside of Texas in 1980? The struggle over... America's identity that becomes a struggle over heritage, over history, you know, um, in terms of whose story matters. And if you cannot recognize the full story of a group of people, then you will continue to dehumanize them. You will not celebrate them. And we will end up with the, the, the issues that 
you know, the past dealt us. And so uh, Juneteenth had long been celebrated by the African-American community, right? The keepers of American freedom in small communities, um, you know, you might ask an African-American person, and they had long been celebrating this holiday. Of course, for some African-Americans and black people in general, there was a shame around slavery, just like, you know, the Tulsa massacre, there was a shame around it for a long time. People may not want their children to be burdened by that memory, and so you might move away from it. But I think, um, you know, civil rights and the black power movement, especially where I'm black and I'm proud, you know, people began to revisit that history. And does that recognition carry on? And what does it mean for black communities as far as Juneteenth is concerned and now with its federal recognition? Well, it means that, uh, you know, freedom is an ongoing project. Freedom is an ongoing project. We tend in this country to think that, you know, uh, progress is, is linear. And we know that uh, given the struggles that we have to confront today, that you can take 10 steps forward and five steps backwards, that freedom can progress and it can recede, right? And so what Juneteenth does and what it reminds us is that we have to continue to fight. Alan, I'm going to kick this off to you. I mean, what is NWAC doing also to ensure that this is not just a one-time event, but that Black history and celebrations are more than just this Juneteenth celebration? Thank you. Uh, yeah, even before this, I was talking with, uh, in Little Rock, the Mosaic Templars Cultural Center, which when I lived in Little Rock, I would go to every now and then uh, to start bringing activities to NWAC outside of February African American History Month or outside of June 19th to make sure we're not just hitting these things to, to when, when we're sort of told that we're supposed to, but to really start uh, celebrating the whole entire community uh, of Northwest Arkansas, everybody, all the time, uh, rather than just doing it sort of on these beats that we're like sort of checking off a box, to put it any other way. Uh, but yeah, part of uh, that is trying to bring things all the time. Uh, to NWAC. It's like Dr. Banton said, uh, Freedom's an ongoing project, and NWAC's trying uh, to be part of uh, making that project come to fruition. I'm curious, and this goes for either of you, what has your individual experience with Juneteenth been? And how has that evolved, if it has? Mine is actually, unfortunately, very limited. Uh, I've known of the holiday, but never uh, had a chance to participate in it, never lived in an area that took it seriously and made it a big thing. So that's why I was kind of happy to be part of this now. Um, as I've grown, of course, I, I kind of started this thinking how I think of other events, making it an enjoyable thing. But then reaching out to some folks in the African-American community to like ask what we need to be doing at MWAC to make this an appropriate and meaningful event, my sort of experience grew a little bit from just how I look at Northwest Arkansas to hear what uh, the community was telling me how they experienced Northwest Arkansas. Dr. Bannon, I'm curious how that compares to Alan's experience, compares or contrasts um, to your experience mm -hmm. with Juneteenth in Northwest Arkansas. Well, I mean, before I came to Northwest Arkansas, I was in Nashville, and Nashville, you know, is a longstanding, um, you know, black schools, TSU, um, um, Fisk, Meharry, you know, Vanderbilt also has a black cultural center. 
there too. So Juneteenth was a part of my experience in Nashville, also when I was in school in New Orleans as well. And I went to an HBCU, so come on now, you know, Grambling, uh, you know, learning about Juneteenth, being up there um, in the summertime with that black community who grew up around the university, you know, um, was uh, a blessing and I think um, perhaps a preparation for, uh, you know, what for coming to Northwest Arkansas. Since I've been in Northwest Arkansas, I can tell you what the community has shared with me and the African and African American Studies program about the celebration of Juneteenth here is that there's always been a celebration um, that's taken place in the black community. There's a historic black community here that was in Willow, um, at Willow, um, in the Willow community. And, and in recent times, there has been a celebration and um, there's been ongoing celebrations at, at Walker Park, right, that might involve food and music and, you know, paintings and art and, you know, perhaps yoga, you know, <laughs> relaxation, you know, getting rid of the trauma and stress, um, you know, using that day to, to reflect on, 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 on how we can better uh, prepare ourselves for the, the tasks that lay ahead for this continuing um, struggle. Um, but celebrating somberness, reflection, it's not um, fully engrossed in the kind of consumerism and, and materialism that I think um, people recently witnessed. Um, it's, it's, it's not about that at all. It's really about reflecting on that legacy, that ancestral legacy that has been given to us. Yoga in Walker Park certainly <laughs> sounds like a fatal way to celebrate Juneteenth, let me tell you. <laughs> Alan, if you and I talk in five years about Juneteenth, what do you hope we'll be talking about? Wow. I, I hope we're talking about that uh, NYC has continued to do it for five years uh, and every year that it has uh, grown. And we're talking about how much the community participation has grown. And that NWAC is uh, representing as a safe place for all members of the community. The Juneteenth celebration at NWAC starts at 2 p.m. on Saturday, and we'll be taping our live episode at 4 p.m. You can find more information about the day's schedule by going to KUAF.com slash live podcast. We'll see you on Saturday.